On today's episode, we're going to be talking about seven people we all need in our lives on Soul Zero Two. And welcome to Soul Zero Two. This is the podcast that is putting the oxygen back into the Christian life one soul at a time. And today, I want to talk to you about seven people that we all need in our lives, people that shape us and form us, people that pull us and push us and even even kick us to our destiny. And because I, I kind of have a lot to say, I want to try to compress it and be as efficient as possible. But what I want to do is, is uh, just talk about the idea that, have you ever noticed that uh, one of the most popular questions that interviewers ask famous people is this question, who was your influence? And they always have somebody famous. Like many, many NASA scientists and engineers said that their influence was Star Trek, you know, the show, that they became who they were because they, they said, man, this, this show makes you want to dream about being in space, you know. Um, but mentors are wonderful in the sense that they all, um, they all help us to move forward and, and to, to progress and to evolve and to, and to uh, mature. And in, in this time today, what, what I want to do is, is just share about some of the things they do. Like, for instance, mentors do this. They train us. They, they work with us, right? They give us leadership. They motivate us. They inspire us. They help us. They improve us. And that's only some of the, some of the things that they do. But um, we find in the scriptures also that people like, uh, like um, Moses, right? He mentored Joshua. Elijah mentored Elisha, Jehoiada mentored Joash, and Jehoiada was a priest. Joash was a great king, one of the greater kings. And Paul mentored Timothy, and Yoda, and Luke Skywalker, right? And, and, you know, those are fictitious, but I think you get the idea that without mentors, we cannot grow or move into the destiny that God has for us. So with, with that said, uh, we need Jonathans in our life. Those are some of the people we need. They are covenant brothers and sisters. In fact, Jonathan and David were the best of friends, and, and they made a covenant with each other three times, diff- three different covenants. And so J- who are the Jonathans? They're the ones who will stand with you and support you through anything. Even if you screw up royally, even if you, you, you robbed a thousand banks, they will stand with you because they're your Jonathan. They, they may not agree with you, but they will stand with you. And um, we find in the scriptures that First Samuel um, 18.1 says, As soon as he had finished speaking uh, to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And so Jonathan and David were not only best of friends, but they were brothers. They had a covenant with each other. And they stood with each other no matter what. And the Jonathans in our lives are the ones who say, I got your back, right? Or I got your six. Or I'll stand with you to the death. They're the foxhole buddy. They're the one that you want in the trenches above everybody else. And they're the ones who'll drop everything if something happens, right? You can call them at three in the morning. They'll drop everything. Why? Because they're a Jonathan. And, but also, they recognize something in you from God, Jonathan even stood against his own father, Saul, the king, to support David because he recognized that David was going to be king eventually. So he stood with him, his friend, instead of with his father. And it was very 
very controversial. But we also need this guy or these people in our life, the Nathans. Who are the Nathans? Well, we know that Nathan was a prophet under David. And, but Nathans are the people who bring alignment to our life. And the Nathans, uh, his name in Hebrew means gift. And Nathan was a royal advisor to David, and he was a gift to David. He didn't just rebuke him, you know, the way the famous story uh, uh, was told, but he also advised him on how to build the temple. Uh, or rather, he advised his son uh, Solomon on how to build the temple and, and how to do worship, you know, and how to do worship. And, and he arranged the, uh, the liturgy, if, if, if you please, of, of, of the temple. But the Nathans are the ones who bring order to our lives and, and alignment. And Nathans confront us when we are wrong, and they, they will not flinch. And we need the Nathans. This is why I'm saying that not all the mentors we have, uh, we enjoy, but yet we need them. And the most significant story about Nathan was when he confronted David for committing adultery and murder. David had lusted after another man's wife, and he had the man killed, and then he took the wife for himself. And Nathan confronted him by telling him this fictitious story of a man who had st- stolen, you know, the one sheep one guy had, while while this man who was stealing the sheep had thousands of his own sheep, and David went through the roof. And that's how Nathan was. He 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 had a way of showing David himself where David couldn't see it from anybody else. And David shows you yourself like nobody else. And thus David wrote Psalm 51, the famous psalm, the psalm of repentance, because of Nathan, because Nathan confronted him. And we find that in the scriptures, we always need these Nathans, and there's proof of it in the scriptures. Well meant are the wounds of a friend, or or, or rather, a wounds a friend inflicts, but profuse are the kisses of an enemy. Smite me, it will be a kindness. And so, what is he saying there? He's saying, if you smack me with the truth... You're being kind to me. But he says, those who aren't really my friends, the, the profuse, right? All they do is flatter me. And so he says, well meant are the wounds of a friend. In other words, another version says, faithful are the wounds of a friend. A friend wounds you because they love you. And then there's another scripture here in Psalm 141 that says, well meant, or I'm sorry, it says, let a righteous man strike me. It is kindness. Let him rebuke me. It is oil for my head. Let my head not refuse it. And so, here you have another example. And oil is always uh, uh, an example in the scriptures of prosperity and blessing, that when you have oil on your head, he's like, man, if you tell me off because you love me, you're blessing me. So, so not only do we need the Jonathans, but we also need these guys. We need Barnabases. And I know it sounds strange when you put it that way, like you know the plural Barnabases, but we need those guys. They're the ones who who see our potential and encourage our potential. And we find that it's that person who sees something inside you, and he seeks to draw it out. It's that mentor who says, you know, I see this potential in you, and I think you ought to really put your energy in this area. I think you ought to take classes or or get involved in this direction in your life. And Barnabases are known for how they make you feel. In other words, uh, when you walk away from being with a Barnabas, you feel affirmed. You feel uplifted. And a reporter met with two famous people, one a brilliant man in his field and the other a leader. 
an encourager who had motivated thousands to accomplish their dreams. So after the reporter was done with both interviews, he kind of spoke about the difference between the brilliant man and the the uh, leader. And he said, well, the brilliant man, after talking to him, I felt like, man, this guy's the smartest guy in the world. But after speaking with the leader, I felt like I was the smartest guy in the world. What does that tell you? That he was in the presence of a Barnabas, of somebody who made him feel like he could do anything. And that, that's why we need people in our lives to encourage us to push forward beyond the, the roadblocks of our life because, because they love us. And so, after the Paul, after the uh, the Barnabases, we also need these guys. We need the Pauls. Who are the Pauls of our life? And the Pauls are the ones who help us think right about doctrine, about what the what the scriptures actually say. And any of us can get off the beaten path and 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 misread scripture or use it to our hurt. And the Apostle Paul was the most influential teacher in the New Testament after Jesus. And Paul was his Gentile name, but the Jewish name that Paul had was Saul, which means to ask. So this is why, you know, these names are not random. You know, Paul had this name that where people just wanted to ask him. So he was he was the teacher in the New Testament after Jesus. And we all need people in our lives who know the word better than us, who can help explain something we're struggling with in the scriptures and, and pull us out of pot- potential deception. And, and, and help us work through confusion and questions and all these crazy things. And I had such a man in my life who just helped me work through, through things years ago, and, and uh, I was so confused, and he just set me on a straight path. And what, when, he, when he shared with me out of the Word, out of the Scriptures, suddenly something snapped into place, and, and this thing really helped in my life. And so, so we find that that in the scriptures, there are many other other uh, examples of this that I can give you, but we don't have the time today. But you know, Paul talked about how, how the gospel was proclaimed in so many different controversial ways, and he said it doesn't matter as long as the gospel is proclaimed, because people were having a problem that that non disciples of Christ, non disciples of Paul, were preaching the same gospel. He says, who cares, even if they're imperfect, as long as 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 it's, as they're preaching the gospel. So another person we need in our life, and we're going to bring this in for landing in a minute here, are the Timothys. We all need Timothys, or rather, I'm sorry, John Marks. John Marks. And I think um, John, Marks are, John Marks are the people who, uh, they, they, they encourage us, right? They help us to, to move forward in everything we do. And John Mark was a missionary friend of Paul, and he was an encourager. And his name in the Hebrew means, means Yahweh show, has shown grace. And they're the ones who teach us how to show mercy. John Marks are the one who teaches us how to restore, how to release people who wronged us. And for those of us who are weak in the mercy department, which that can be me sometimes, coming from the Bronx, you need someone like a John Mark who, who keeps you from holding on to things and says, you need to release that because it's putting you in bondage. And the John Marks of our lives filter our words. They help us filter our words. They help us think about our words. They help us filter our attitudes and our perspectives about people we deal with who hurt us or get us angry. And they help us let people out of debtor's prison 
for wronging us. Because what happens when you don't forgive someone? You put them in debtor's prison and you say in your own heart, well, I'm not going to forgive them until they do A, B, or C. And But really, you're putting yourself in prison. I mean, that's how it works, right? Um, and one more I want to give you before we close today, that, that is, uh, or two more rather, uh, that we really need in our life. And this is this. We need Timothys. Timothys are the ones who keep you from giving up during hardship. They're similar to John Mark in that sense. But the Timothys are the ones that they are the encourager. They are, there are certain people that when you're around them, you grow spiritually because they strengthen you. They, they, they feed you Popeye spinach. You, know? um, you want to be more patient when you're with them. You want to be more enduring when you're with them because they're teaching you how to stand. And your confidence level seems to shoot up when you're around them. And Timothys pick you up off the floor and dust you off and say, you're going to be okay. And Paul sent Timothy to Thessalonica, uh, this, you know, the church in Thessalonica, for this very purpose. And this is what he said. He said, And we sent Timothy, our brother and co-worker, for God, in proclaiming the gospel of Christ to strengthen and encourage you for the sake of your faith, so that no one would be shaken by their persecution or by these persecutions. And we find that in, the, in these days, people were really being persecuted, like till death kind of thing. I mean, it was serious. And Timothy had, had a ministry of encouragement through that. So during this world crisis that we experience today, where the world's being shaken, we need Timothys around us to tell us, you're going to make it. And they're the ones who help you. And, and as Hebrews, uh, as the book of Hebrews puts it, they're, they're the ones who... who Lift up your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint but rather be healed. What happens when you're out of sorts? It's like a a bone out of his joint. And Timothy's help to restore that and and bring it back. But I want to give you the last one and before we close because I save the best for last. And the one, if there's one person we absolutely need in our life, it, it is this. We need Judases. Why, would, would, why, why do you want Judas? Judas is like the most horrible person in the Bible just about, right? But Judas is the one who betrays you with a kiss. In this case, Judas is more than a mentor. He's a catalyst. And who is Judas? Judas is the person who is close to you, who he ate with you, laughed and cried with you. Judas is also the one who walked out on you, who wounded you deeply. It's the person that you were sure was your friend, but instead they are your enemy. And they try to keep hurting you and, and they just, you know, verbal abuse and all these things and just horrible things. That's Judas. And Judas betrayed Jesus like no other. And we find that that Judas, uh, his story is very interesting because first he gave this kiss, right? There was this kiss that Judas gave, which which speaks volumes Our Judas, meaning the one who hurts us, shows us that all betrayal is personal and intimate. But then we find that the choice of Judas, and the choice of Judas is very interesting because because this tells us that when Jesus chose Judas, it wasn't a mistake. 
In fact, he said, did I not choose one of you? And what, did I not choose you 12? And one of you is a devil. So this shows that Jesus knew who he was choosing. He chose Judas on purpose. It wasn't a mistake. And maybe that's a future lesson here, but Jesus saw it coming and he still, he still washed this man's feet. In, in John 13.10, he says, you are clean, but not all of you. And he, was, he said this while he was washing the disciples' feet. So he not only knew about Judas, but he still ministered to him. And Judas' cure, they cure us from placing too much confidence in people. Because we all do that sometimes. We have an over-exaggerated over, uh, trust of people, right, sometimes. And, and sometimes it goes over the top. Um, but another thing about Judas is the places Judas drives us to. And this is what, why I said he's a catalyst. There are places that we will never go until our Judas drives us there. And I'll give you an example. Years ago, God wanted me to grow in a certain area. And so he put it in my heart, I want you to grow in this area. And I thought it was a lovely idea until I had to go through it. Because it took Judas's who loved me and praised me to suddenly curse me and, and walk away and continue to hurt me to grow in that lesson. But in, in, in them doing that, I grew up. And I, I was able to put them in God's, God's hands and say, Lord, forgive me for pride and arrogance in my life. And the Judases don't realize one thing, that they are helping you up. They are helping you become more than you are, and they don't even know it. And one more thing about Judas that, that I want to share is the embrace of your Judas. And when I say the embrace of your Judas... I mean this, that the very name Judas means God, God be praised. So it's not random that what God is doing. God is saying that when you're rejected and hurt, don't be wounded for nothing. Let God get glory from it. Let God use it to make you grow and grow you up. So the people he uses will pull you up, they'll push you up, and even kick you up. And if you embrace them as part of the process you will grow up and you will become mature and, and you will become the person you need to be. So if you like this podcast, leave a like and recommend it to a friend and check out our, our website at soul02.com and also check out our uh, uh, Facebook and YouTube channel. Until next time, so glad to be with you. God